You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Oh, hello. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We're broadcasting live on Facebook right now. Twitter, Periscope, all the things. Check it out. We're brought to you by Fantasy Points. Make sure you check out fantasypoints.com. 90% of the teams that subscribe are teams, which is you, the person that runs the team. Good job, Doug. I'm, I'm warming into it. It's been a bit. I'm not too much of a train wreck just yet, but give me time. Uh, 90% of subscribers <laughs> make the playoffs, which is all you want to do in fantasy football. You want to get into the dance and then make some noise. I've won leagues going in as the last seed. And I've won the whole thing. So all it is for me every year when I play redraft season is get into the playoffs and then make some noise because you never know what's going to happen. So if you're, you want to know the hot pickups, any of that information, you can go on fantasypoints.com. That we do have a promo code going on right now. Tyler, what is it? It's 21DHH10. Is that it? Bingo. See? Oh, Look. It's I don't just even like need a mo- show sheet anymore. It's like the movie Speed. You know, Keanu comes in, takes control. Everything's safe. That's Doug. Doug is Keanu Reeves. That's fair. I, li- I like that. I can go, whoa, pretty well as well. Uh, so, yeah, check out fantasypoints.com. They've got, all, they've got free, content on, free content on there as well. But if you subscribe, you'll get access to all the Graham Barfieldian and Scott Barrett things um, that are on there, which are always, always must-read articles. So definitely check out that today. We're here to talk about the South. We're Wood Green Grippin, Mike Jones, Paul Wall. I've got, I should have had a gangster grow from Trophy Smack. Make sure you check them out. Code DHH ring. You heard them at the top. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the South. But first, we actually have some news this week for the first time in a while. Uh, mini camps or training camps, rather, are opening. We've got some teams that have already started. We've already started the training camp clip season with the one-handed CD lamb catch. So that kicked us off nice. Um, so you're going to see lots of clips. Um, I, you know, my The one that sticks in my mind is the Terrell Pryor when he was with the Washington football team. Yep. And then he went. He got drafted in like the fourth round, and then was complete booty cheeks all season. That was probably my favorite clip of all time. And then, of course, the the never ending Rico gathers hype train that um, just crashed, never left the station. It just imploded and didn't go anywhere. Uh, so yeah, so training camp is upon us. I know uh, the New England Patriots start theirs this week. Big curbside sale on Wednesday. I might check out. We'll see. Um, but we've got news. We've got big, big news that affect not only your obviously your redraft teams that you're going to draft, but dynasty, which is the most important. It's Cam Akers. I was absolutely crushed with the news that Cam Akers tore his Achilles in off-season workouts because, A, I'm a huge Florida State fan. B, I roster Cam Akers in a few dynasty leagues um, that I was looking to compete in this year. So, obviously, that's a setback. Um, So, now we see Darrell Henderson, 
obviously next man up. We'll see if they sign a veteran. I think there's going to be a lot of running backs that'll get cut um, here as we start to whittle down the rosters. And I think that that's probably what the Rams will do is pick up a veteran or sign like an Adrian Peterson off the street or something like that. The rest of this depth chart is Jake Funk. It's um, oh, what's his face there. The second year kid. I've got him on a couple of rosters. Uh, Xavier Jones. Xavier yeah. Jones, who who scored 20 touchdowns in his last year in college. So just saying, and people, he flashed. He didn't play at all. Still made the team. He got a lot of. He got some um, positive feedback in minicamp. So could be a thing. Who knows? I went out and picked him up in a couple of leagues that didn't have him already, just cause. Cause dynasty deep rosters. That's the kind of stuff that you want to do. And then if he hits, you sell him. Um, that's that's what you need to do. By the way. Uh, so yeah. So the big news out of LA, Cam Akers done for the season. Uh, Tyler, talk to me about this. The biggest thing with Cam Akers, we all love the talent. He's 22 years old. The Achilles is usually a death nail for running backs. You know, Dante Foreman, other players like that have never, not that he ever was like good to start with. Um, and I remember he tore his Achilles on like a really nice touchdown run too, which sucked. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be an interesting case study because Cam Akers will be the first real athlete at a young age to tear his Achilles and CV comes back. Have you seen? I know um, there's been lots of trades of Cam Akers. So I made talk, one. Yeah. So talk to me about wh- how you value Cam Akers and what you're seeing out there in these dynasty streets when it comes to trades. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have the narrative of he's done, it's an Achilles. And I think we've all got to kind of pump the brakes here because like you said, we've, n- we've never seen this. Akers is going to be the example from here on out. Marlon Mack, people are like, well, Marlon Mack, it, you know, whatever he does can be an example. Well, Marlon Mack was a, a late fourth round pick. Akers was an early second. There's a big difference. And the the kind of path they were both on, like you said, the athleticism. Akers was a five-star recruit. Mack was not. We we got to kind of look at it and say, Akers is a different story. He's, he's 22 years old. He's a young kid. His body can still heal at a pretty good rate. I mean, if we tore our Achilles, we're it's gone. Like our Achilles is done. We're just going to kind of just cut the leg off. Yeah. Just yeah. pretty much at our age. We, we got to heal a little slower, but acres is going to be just fine. I mean, we look at burrow and everybody's like, well, is he going to start the season? Well, burrow it's news is burrow's burrow's going to be in training camp. Yeah. Just no limits. Anything. The medical profession as a whole has, has kind of moved forward. We've, we've gained knowledge of different things and I think acres will be fine. Do I think he's going to be a hundred percent himself? Probably not. Will it take a little bit? Yes. I think when he's around 24, 25 is when we're going to see acres finally get that confidence back and, and that strength back. But his value right now, I, I bought him with a team that had, I mean, Etienne as my fourth running back. I sold Miles Sanders, Harrison Bryant, and there was one more small piece. It, was, it wasn't really anything I was losing sleep over. And I got Diami Brown, Miko Hardman, Cam Akers, and a 2023 third. And I was, I was happy about it. I mean, I, can, I have the ability to wait on Akers, and I do think Akers' value will – will come back. I, I think the second he's stepping on a field and people see him moving around, I think his value will kind of grow, go up again. I don't think he'll be at DTC had him at 42 this off season. I don't think he'll ever reach that height, but yeah. if it hits like a, a 30 on the calculator there, I wouldn't be shocked. 
Tim, what would you uh, give up straight up and from draft pick wise for Cam Akers right now? Uh, I'd fish. I'd fish some seconds out there, honestly. Okay. Um, at this point, I, I like Tyler's optimism, but at this point, I can't. I can't afford to give away a future first in order right. to potentially get a guy who, yes, he is. He is very young, and yes, you know, you know, medicine grows upon itself just like technology does. And, uh, but I just personally wouldn't feel comfortable giving up a first round pick in the future for a case study. Like, like we said, we all hope that Cam Akers can recover well and he can get back to 90, 95% of what he used to be. But there's also a pretty strong possibility that he's going to come back at 75% of mm-hmm. what he was. And this was supposed to be really that, you know, Cam Akers is really going to be the only show in town year uh, for the Rams. And I think that if Cam Akers would have had a healthy season, that 42 that he hit this this summer on the DTC calculator probably would have been in the 50s, uh, you know. Sure. But, yeah, this is just a really bad blow for a really good kid. And it, and it really stinks. Uh, so personally, yeah, I would I would. Fish out there with some seconds, see if I can't get a bite or two. Um, but I think that second is like Tyler said, you could throw that extra piece or two on there that you're not going to lose any sleep over mm-hmm. and possibly land can. Yeah. And I think with Darrell Henderson, if there's someone that's like super high on Darrell Henderson, it's worth probably moving him before the season starts um, because I, I do think they are going to bring a veteran uh, in to help him out. Plus, he's got a history of ankle injuries the last couple of years, which are a bit scary. So that would be something I would be concerned yeah, about. He's still, he's still recovering from an injury right now. He's not fully healthy. Yeah, and and like in a league, there's a contract year dynasty league that I do where I drafted Henderson because I had Gurley at the time. Um, so I love it when I like get a handcuff like a couple years ago, and then all of a sudden like Henderson's gonna could be a starter for me, or I can uh, I can trade him and maybe make a little bit of profit off of it, um, which is always good. So it's gonna be uh, obviously a situation to watch there in LA, um, what they do in that backfield. So super I, interesting. Man. I just wanted to interject immediately as soon as this news broke, everybody was saying, "Oh, Todd's gonna come home. Gurley's coming back." Uh. This, if the the Rams probably know Gurley better than any other team in the league. I would hope if, so. If the Rams don't go get Gurley, I think that says something about where Todd is. In well, I, didn't he have a dispute with them not paying part of his contract too? Yeah. I, I'm almost so, sure they're still paying it, like a little chunk of it. Yeah, I remember them so, owing him money. Like It was like past due almost, and he was not too happy. So I think if yeah. Gurley were to sign with the Rams, it would be a bit of a desperate move on his part too. Hmm. So, because I mean, he's only had one visit all off season and that was with the lions. If I remember correctly. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Big tree fall hard. For DeAndre Swift. And, and, mean, and oh. real quick, if Doug is Keanu Reeves in speed, Tyler, you make one hell of a Sandra Bullock. Thanks. I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I mean, phenomenal actress, uh, beautiful. Uh, I'll take it. Are you the Dennis Hopper, Tim? Or are you going to be <laughs> yeah. the Jeff? Are you the Jeff Daniels? Are you like, the- um, I, I would, I, I think I identify more with Jeff Daniels. Okay, that's fair. I, I would agree with that too. No, you're not. You, no one's here is purely evil like Dennis Hopper was, or out <laughs> for revenge for you know a myriad of reasons. Yes. Uh, so other injury news, another big one. I just recorded our wide receiver pod uh, over on Trophy Time, mm-hmm. and I had Michael Thomas ranked a little bit higher than the consensus. And uh, yeah, not going to have him really ranked at all anymore. Uh, so he's had an issue with his lower half. I believe it was his knee or ankle. Uh, he went in for surgery in June, which is probably going to make the New Orleans Saints a little upset, seeing the season's been over since January. 
Um, and now he's rumored to miss four to six months came out today. He could miss the whole season. Um, yeah. Not good because I thought Michael Thomas was going to come into this year, soak up all the targets, regardless of Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. But this this injury alone, the, the Saints don't really have anything else at the wide receiver position. I mean, they have Traquan Smith and a bag of footballs, Deontay Harris and um, uh, little Jordan Humphrey. And there's another Whoa. rookie. There's another Callaway, Callaway yeah, who I know some Callaway. people like. Um, so what does this mean for the Saints? I think this offense could be kind of ugly, and I would actually knock Kamara down a little bit in rankings um, because, get of, like because of like 300 targets. But he can't <laughs> but handle it's touch, it. It's the touchdowns that are going to come down for Kamara because, yeah, I mean, how are they going to get the ball down? There? If, if he's the only piece, it's going to – not that it's easy to stop Kamara, but it's easy to scheme how to stop the offense itself. Yeah, I you think know Latavius is uh, actually sneaky. I think he could touch the ball 10 to 15 times yeah. if, if they use Kamara in the if, passing game a lot. Yeah, I, I would imagine that Kamara's uh, touches in the passing game definitely go up. I think his opportunities for touchdowns don't go down. So it's that kind of a balance there. But yeah, as Doug mentioned, you know, really Latavius Murray is probably the one that grows the most value out yeah, of it. I mean, and probably you could make a case for Adam Troutman, I think, if Jameis is the quarterback because Jameis has a really nice history with tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, they don't have anything else on the roster. Jared Cook is gone. Josh Hill is gone, who was there for a long time. So it's really just Troutman. And I guess probably based on their uh, startup costs, Troutman would probably be the only player in this offense that I'm even interested in at this point, especially with Michael Thomas out. Like I just, yeah. I think they're going to struggle to score points. And I could totally see an offense where they just go, you know what? Screw it. We have a, one of the best offensive lines in the game. Let's start Taysom Hill. And just run the ball 35 times a game and change the way they do things because they just don't have any weapons and they don't have the quarterback play that they were accustomed to with Drew Brees. Um, so that's a really interesting one, too, because I know, you know, if you have Jameis Winston in Dynasty, you've been hoping that he was going to be the starter of this team. But who knows what they're going to do? There's just a lot of question marks for the Saints offense. Uh, and then Michael Thomas. He's already got a bit of a salty history with the Saints. He's on a long-term deal. He's starting to get injured. He's 28 years old. You know, I know what he did in 2019. He set the record for receptions, had 1,700 receiving yards, but it seems like the shine is coming off the apple real fast. Tyler, what are you doing with Michael Thomas in Dynasty? I have never really been on Michael Thomas in Dynasty. I've never owned him in Dynasty, so. I, I've never owned him. I I was famous for laughing at his combine, his uh, the the catching drill where he yeah. tripped over when he himself. Ran the gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet, and uh, I just I never touched him. The price was always too high afterwards, and I think for me, as happy as I am that I don't own him, I am terrified of him now. If I am, if I'm an owner, I almost might be more terrified than being an acres owner yeah That's i would agree thing. with that, is, uh, I, is, I, I, mean, I wouldn't disagree with that thomas like we said he's he's a finesse guy yes but the second he starts getting these injuries right like racked up and everything i think even just a tad bit of explosiveness he has it's going to just destroy him he's gonna have to change he, his twitter handle from can't guard mike to can't play mike yes <laughs> i mean drew Brees left at the right time and uh i mean we could probably just count this as the saints because that's the saints are pretty much camara troutman yeah, and uh good luck like that that's pretty much my thought like you said they have a great offensive line they have a really good defense and what they can do is just play awesome defense and then they just yeah taysom hill control these the clock. 
It'll be yeah, like the Patriots this, offense this year. Let's be honest. If oh, Cam starts, it's exactly oh. what the Patriots are going to look like. Run, run, yeah. run, play defense. They have they have a phenomenal coach who can figure things out, who can scheme people open. So I, I think Camaro is going to be fine. I do. I think he's Camaro with Breeze. No, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be an RB one. Will it be a lower end one? Probably, but Camara to me is fine, and I think his price right now is probably fair. Uh, I know that it's lowered. People are more nervous about it without Breeze, but yeah, I'm I'm fine with Camara. And you, uh, you know what though. We're sitting here talking about Camara probably not living up to what we thought was going to be his expectation for this season. Uh, I remember week 16, uh, they're playing the Vikings. It was supposed to be a tough matchup, and the son of a bitch goes off for six touchdowns against. I feel like somebody lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It was it was less than two points. No, no, no. I know that that's what oh, makes it worse. That's what makes it bad. Is that with hard house. Yeah, is a close loss when Camara blows up makes it even worse. Uh, I'd rather be blown out at that point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where there's no like, oh god, yeah, like this me. Would have happened. I got destroyed. I, I I just got obliterated. In my yeah, life. we'll count that as the Saints' uh, little team preview. There's nothing really else on that. If you're a win now team, a sneaky buy would be Latavius Murray. That's what I would say. Because yeah, I, I think he's my only question. Such. My only question is, what are you guys giving for Troutman in a tight end premium? I'd give an early second. I was going to say a probably a mid to late second would do it for me. A mid second, yeah. I think yeah. I think an early just because there there's hype there, and if he produces as a tight end one, even if it's a mid tight end one to late, I still think his value will go up That's because fair. of the fact he's younger. He has the draft capital for a tight end, and and he's kind of got that George Kittle feel to him. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. And in points per blocking for a tight end, I mean, he's the best blocking tight end in the league. So, <laughs> wheels up. There we go. The only other news we got small used to be a, a good name in uh, in Dynasty was Anthony Miller was moved from the Chicago Bears to the Houston Texans. Who uh, you, the Houston Texans are the island of misfit toys. Well, I just wanted Anthony Miller in the box. Um, oh, my. oh, can I get another slot receiver that can catch passes from I don't even know who? Um, yeah, Anthony Miller. I like Anthony Miller coming out of college. You know, he flashed for the Bears, had a good rookie season, um, but fell out of favor for whatever reason, kind of in the doghouse. We thought that they would move him in a um, in a draft day trade, which didn't happen because they pretty much told everyone he was available. We don't know the details of the trade. Um, that Nick Cesario paid to get Anthony Miller, but he joins the staff or the the crew with wide receivers there. You got Brandon Cooks, you got Nico Collins, you got Randall Cobb, you got Kiki QT. So it is a crowded room. He might not even make the team. Um, so Anthony Miller, if you have him, you hold him and see what happens. Don't go out acquiring Anthony Miller, but if you have him, it's a wait and see. Strictly mm-hmm. maybe a new face. I like the skill set that he has. Um, but hoping that a, a new face there. And then other Texans news, which we'll get to here in a second. Some Deshaun Watson news, which we'll cover in our Southern preview. So let's get right on to that. Let's do the oh, NFC. I wanted okay. to answer Dave Toronto. If you can get a second for Latavius Murray and it's take a rebuild it. team, take it. Take it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dave. Uh, so let's start with the NFC South. We got New Orleans Saints out of the way. Let's go next to the Super Bowl champions. Now, did you guys see the Tom Brady video that came out today? Is that of him, real? Of him throwing into the jugs machine? Is that real? I mean, it looked pretty real to me, but I mean, the editing is a, a fabulous thing. I looked. I looked at every single it way possible. It seemed like a constant shot. Yes. It didn't look like it was cut. Um, if that was real, and I'm, I think it might be, holy smokes. 
And it was just revealed that Tom played with a torn MCL all season. And what does he do? Oh, I don't know. Just goes to a new team and wins the freaking Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Like the dude is unbelievable. Well, when you don't move at all, when you're a you know a stone pony, still, you don't have to use your MCL. <laughs> no, that's true, but still, oh, like God, it's, it's stone just, pony. <laughs> it's just you know, uh, and and great timing for Tom Brady's PR people. You know, like hey, the season's about to start up. Let's add to the lore that is Tom. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the guy's already the best ever. You know, yeah, he's a he's a bit of an attention whore at this point. You I'm know not what gonna the, lie. It's, it's getting bad. It, it it's because it's because he's out of New England, and and that stuff wouldn't fly here. Mm. So now he's like, oh, Bruce don't care. So now he's like the social media, and he's talking smack. He's doing the golf thing. So he's enjoying. He's living life because you know he was had to be the company man for a while. Yeah. So I I get it. So let's talk Tampa. I mean, pretty easy here. Tom Brady to me still a QB one in Dynasty. Yeah. If you're a win now team go out and acquire Tom Brady. He says that he's going to play until 45. So that gives him this season and next season to keep playing say 55. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he's, he throws over 40 touchdowns last year, wins the super bowl. He's a rock solid fantasy QB. He's going to have a second year in the system. They return all their starters, which yeah. for a super bowl team is unheard of. So you've got Mike Evans coming back off a big year where he went over a thousand yards for the seventh straight year, double digit touchdowns. Chris Godwin, if he can stay healthy, I think that um, he's going to eat into some of Evans' touchdowns. And uh, I like Godwin a lot still. And then they get Antonio Brown for a full season who came back as well. So just a lot of a lot of stuff in this passing game. You still have Rob Gronkowski. O.J. Howard still not cleared to practice after his Achilles injury. So that's one to keep an eye on. But Gronk could easily finish as a tight end one. We know the rapport there um, between him and Brady. The real question with this Tampa Bay team is going to be the backfield. So it's a bit of a mess. you got Leonard Fournette. you got Ronald Jones. And you got Giovanni Bernard as well as Keyshawn Vaughn. Remember that guy? Um, yeah. So the backfield, I think, is the biggest question mark for fantasy purposes, especially for Dynasty. You know, Fournette came back on a one-year deal. Rojo, to me, I mean, we all know playoff Lenny bald, and he looked good. Mm-hmm. But for the whole year, I liked Rojo a lot. Like, I think Rojo's really matured as a player. And I think if Fournette wasn't there, Rojo could handle th- three-down duties. I know the hands aren't as good as we want them to be, but I think he could handle it. Um, so, yeah, so, Tim, I want to talk about this backfield. What's your take on Tampa's backfield? Uh, I think Tampa did did a, a damn good job of playing this out last year. Uh, Rojo, 100%, weeks 1 through 17, Rojo was the, the guy there in the backfield. He was the guy that was producing at a higher rate, getting you more fantasy points, uh, which kept Leonard Fournette nice and healthy and nice and fresh for the pre- mm-hmm. or the sorry the postseason which you get into that December football, the big back, the big bruiser, he can just run through these linebackers that have, you know, now slammed into somebody 400 times in the past six months and uh, lose those battles over and over to that big bruising running back. So uh, I think the going into the season, uh, they're going to have the more dynamic players on the field, which means personally, I think Rojo's the guy um, that, I mean, it's going to be the shared backfield, but Rojo, I think will provide a better fantasy option for you. I agree. And and especially where Fournette's back on a one-year deal, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're talking dynasty. I think Rojo um, is still the guy to own in the backfield for Tampa Bay. Tyler, what's your spin? A- any hope on Keyshawn Vaughn? I was going to say, I'd probably kind of go with a super cheap option in Geo or even Keyshawn Vaughn just because in PPR, pass catching's king. And I don't think either of these guys are going to be a major pass catcher. Uh, yeah, I think Geo Geo might surprise people with the role he could have. And, and 
if he get, if Geo is cut and Vaughn impresses, hey, Vaughn could be in that role. I mean, I, I don't think Vaughn is dead yet. I I think we I should agree. give him. I mean, he's he's so cheap. You could probably get him for a fourth round pick right now. Yo, and, Rams, go trade for Keyshawn Vaughn, will you? And I, that made me happy. I just think <laughs> that we shouldn't count him out because I mean, coaching and general managers are stubborn. They're not going to admit that it's a wasted pick mm-hmm. and we haven't even seen them. So how could it be a wasted pick when the coaching staff really hasn't given an opportunity? We know Bruce Arians is, you know, known for his no rookies, let the veterans rookies. Yeah. Uh, one of the few times he was on the field, he had a fumble, uh, which, yeah. you know, it's just going to solidify the coach's thought pattern there. But Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, let, let's remember, Produced at a very high level in the SEC on a pretty bad team. Uh, the talent's there. He just needs to be given the opportunity. He can catch the ball. Uh, he was kind of a do-it-all running back back in college. Uh, I just don't think he's a like a premier route runner. He's going to be that checkdown option, but he can definitely do the job. Any uh, any spin on any of these pass catchers are pretty much the same as it ever was. I don't think there's didn't, anything crazy that'll happen here. Didn't some news come out on Justin Watson being injured? Yeah, so he's going to start on the pup. Yeah, uh, Chris Godwin. I I have a weird feeling he's going to be a top five guy again. I, I just if he can stay healthy, Godwin is he fits probably Brady's one of the game best. so well. Yeah. He's a human jug machine. He's he's a human <laughs> jug machine. Perfect. <laughs> Yep. And yeah, can we talk about the jugs machine? Where do we have him ranked in Dynasty? <laughs> Does anybody have an age on him? I I take I take the jug machine over Anthony Miller. That's I take fair. the jug machine. Well, I don't know Antonio <laughs> Brown. I think could be sneaky this year. Yeah, I mean, I got him. I got games. him from I got him from Doug as kind of a a plug and play guy in UDPL. And right now, I have him slated in as probably my wide receiver four or even three, depending on matchups. Yeah, four is perfect. Uh, you guys want a hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers take? Let's do it. You heard it here first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. And Brady's going to do it. And he couldn't do it in New England to just shove it down Belichick's throat again. Do you think, do you think Belichick will just evaporate? <laughs> no, he'll just go out and spend a ton more free agent money next year. <laughs> That's my hot take. Tampa goes undefeated and wins the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait. We got to remember our it hot take happen. episode isn't until two more weeks with J. Mike. That's just a preview. So. That's that's just a preview. A, just a little team preview. He's it's just a team. he's just lighting the pilot light. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know our hot takes episodes, I usually have one spicy quarterback one. Last year it was Justin Herbert. <laughs> it's true. I got to go back and re-listen to that and keep. I always like keeping score yeah. on those. It's fun. All right, so let's move on to our next team. It's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, these the, the lovely thing about the NFC South is just, just so much fantasy goodness here. So Did the Carolina growl, Tyler, <laughs> huh? Did you growl? Did you? No, it was like Sex Panther. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, sixty-five percent of the time it works, works every, every time. time. All right, so Carolina Panthers move on from their quarterback of last year, Teddy Bridgewater. They bring in Sam Darnold in a trade with the Jets. Uh, I would view that as probably an upgrade. I, hard to tell. Darnold's a very um, enigmatic prospect. Let's put it that way. But he is going to be reunited with uh, his old homeboy, Robbie Anderson. Curtis Samuel moves on to the Washington football team in free agency. So DJ Moore, for me, is a guy that I think could uh, finish as a wide receiver one. He's gone over 1,000 yards the last couple of years, but he only has 10 touchdowns in three years as a pro. 
So I think he's due some positive regression here. So I really like DJ Moore in the passing game. Uh, and then they go out and they they draft Terrace Marshall, who had some uh, red flags with his health uh, during the combine season. But a lot of people loved him coming out of LSU. Super productive. He he could be a guy that's a sneaky year one hit. Um, mm-hmm. Is Terrace Marshall, and he, so he could easily get the wide receiver three job. I think they signed David Moore uh, as a free agent, did. who's, who's yep. had some decent games with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, and then at the tight end, you know, they bring in Dan Arnold, boring name. They don't mm-hmm. use the tight end that much. Ian Thomas, sorry. And then uh, who's the rookie that they got? Tommy, Tommy Tremble. Tremble. Tommy Tremble. There's a, the tight end premium leagues is a name to keep an eye on. And then we mm-hmm. all know in the backfield, it's all about Christian McCaffrey. He's it still is. the 101 in Dynasty. Uh, I'm going to say this. If Christian McCaffrey finishes with another strong year, it's it's sell him off time, boys, because that, that shelf life, when you're 101 yeah. in Dynasty, ain't long. Go look at Todd Gurley. Go look at Le'Veon Bell. Mm-mm. So I I have opposite feelings with McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's a 28, 29 year old RB like that's he's going to think last, he's going to be though. like an AP type. Where he I, think, I think I think going to years of really quality just because the the LT. league is going yeah LT late in his career turned into a a pass catching yeah, type monster, specialist yeah. yeah and I think McCaffrey with his skill set and how good he is out of the backfield at running routes I think he lasts like Eckler. Is another one where I think Eckler's going to play till he's thirty. Um, here's a little hot take: Eckler's going to end his career on the Patriots. That, yeah, that's, that's my fair. guess. Danny Woodhead two point oh. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, it wouldn't shock me if he's like 32, 33. I I like McCaffrey's skill set to last, and I think last year being out Ooh. more helped his longevity. I get it was an injury. But I think those touches taken off they of him. They could have brought him back, and he, he didn't come back, which was smart. Yeah. yeah. My favorite addition to this team is their rookie running back, Chuba Hubbard, because I think Chuba is going to surprise people by taking 10 carries a game from him. I'm, I'm looking the at the running back depth chart. Yeah, Chuba's the number two. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. They still have Reggie Bonafont. Bonafont, Trenton Cannon, Darius Clark. Chuba Chuba's yeah. going to be the Tony Pollard of this team. Yeah. And – and it's and people are going to start realizing that I loved Chuba this draft season. I love the value that we saw out of him. And, I got him in auction leagues, surprisingly inexpensive. Yeah. And honestly, it, like I said, it wouldn't shock me if he gets 10, 11, 12 carries a game and he he's going to break those. I mean, he's got world-class speed. He's going to break some of those runs. I was, was going to say the, the skill set you like from Christian Chuba can do a lot of similar yeah. things. But he does them at a even more accelerated pace. Like you know, Christian's not a slow human by any by any. No, means. but Hubbard's a but track he's, star. Yeah, he's not Hubbard's fast though. Yeah, Mother yeah. Hubbard. So so Chuba is Quicksilver as uh, Christian McCaffrey's Nightcrawler. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, oh, boom! All of a sudden, he's over there. I mean, Chuba's just see ya. Yeah. He's gone. You're not catching him. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, so. Getting back to the wide receiver room, you know, I do think DJ Moore is going to outperform his startup ADP, as mm-hmm. is Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson is a really sneaky value later in your startups. Or if you're looking for, you're on a win now team and you want to trade for a guy that should be easily be a wide receiver three every week, I think Darnold being an upgrade over Bridgewater, you know, obviously there's some rapport there. Not that they were like all stars together, um, but Darnold can throw a really nice deep ball. Anderson can go get it. And with those vacated targets from Curtis Samuel, we should see. 
you know, easily over 110, 120 targets from Robbie Anderson. And then I'm thinking DJ Moore might get into the 130s, 140s this year for the first time. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because DJ Moore just is, he can do everything. So I think this is the year that we really see DJ Moore step it up, especially in the touchdown category. And he changes number to number two, which is, which is like, I mean, you just got to read the writing on the wall here. He's going to blow up. I think so. Any other thoughts on the Carolina Panthers at all? I uh, like Shai Smith. He, he's buried on the depth chart right mm-hmm. here as a wide receiver, but this guy uh, can literally do a little bit of everything at the wide receiver position. Uh, did a little bit of everything for South Carolina back there in college. Uh, can play the slot, can run good routes, can go up and has great body control, can go high point the ball, make really uh, tough contested catches. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's a value-type player there for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think this all kind of hinges on Sam Darnold and his performance, though, uh, behind him. P.J. Walker, who was fun to watch in that shortened XFL season. And then my yeah. boy, Will Greer. So. Still hanging around. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a name I have not heard in some time. Whoopsie. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. Tyler, I'm going to give you the pleasure of breaking down one of your favorite teams along with the He's Minnesota He's just going to say Kyle Pitts about 74 times in a row. I'm, I'm going to – well, we should have a Kyle little – Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Ba-ding, Kyle, ba-ding, Kyle. Ba-ding. So, so I was actually on, if you want a major in-depth outlook on the Falcons, I was on with Nate pro love the I easily it's yeah. Nate, who's a Falcons fan. I was on the DLF with uh, Cal host that. And I went over the Falcons and a really in-depth, really good piece. Uh, Players. I'm looking at Javan Hawkins in this training camp. I want to see what he can do. And um, my God, I'm having a, I'm having a brain fart. Who's that rookie that they drafted in the in the sixth round? The wide receiver, Clark Darby. 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 I was thinking Frank Clark. That, Frank I, Darby, I had yeah. a I, I had a brain fart. Darby's the cousin um, of Terrence Trent Darby. Dar- that's a, that's Darby an obscure is is a guy that I'm looking at in training camp. Uh, the scouting report on him when I was really looking in depth on him was. You know, once Ayuk left Arizona State, they were really hoping that he became the one. After Harry, it was it was Ayuk, and they're hoping that he was going to become the one. And Darby just didn't he didn't have the athleticism to do so. So he was fine, but you know, people realize that he's not going to be a one. He's going to be a fine kind of, I would say, a chess piece for the Falcons, as and he can line up all over the field. He he's six foot, two hundred pounds, perfect height weight for him. He's a possession guy, and, and honestly, he's dirt cheap right now. He's probably a free agent on your leagues. If you can go pick him up, do so. Pitts, he's going to destroy the world. He's going to light it on fire. You guys heard it here. I don't care what you guys say about oh Evan Ingram. You know Evan Ingram doesn't have what Kyle Pitts has in his left pinky. Like Pitts, Pitts athleticism is insane. We haven't seen anything like this. And I think we're, he's going to show that especially with Julio's vacated targets that to me made the difference. I, I think if Julio was there, it would be a different story. I think 800 yards, but since Julio is not there and Arthur Smith is really going to show why he talked the organization out of taking a quarterback. I mean, Arthur Smith is going to be like, Hey, I wanted this guy. You gave him to me. I'm going to use him. And I think they're going to. Uh, he's a special. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I super so. pumped. For, I, I'm super pumped for it. I know Doug. We have a share of them that I I went dark 
I want Rogan <sighs> to go get <laughs> classic Tyler move. And uh, I, I'm pretty, I don't think you're too upset right now because the value we got for him doesn't seem too much anymore. No, with the hype. If he pays so, off in year one, I'll be happy. If he's a bit of a uh, Hakeem Bustler, then I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah, he's definitely not Hakeem Butler. So <laughs> no. I I am very pumped for Pitts. And uh, Matt Ryan, he's the quarterback everybody loves to hate. I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's always fine. He, he's not. You don't look at Matt Ryan and you go, he's going to win me the week. You don't look at Matt Ryan and you go, he's going to lose me the he's week. He's like Kirk Cousins. Say, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, he's he's, he's a if he's a, he's yeah. the substitute that you call first to do the class, and if he's unavailable, then you bring in. Then Kirk. you call. Then you call in Cousins, and you're like, okay, we'll call in Kirk. I mean, he's great with the kids. He's fun, but he's whatever. He's kind of bland. <laughs> he throws in Bill Nye tapes, but yeah. the kids like him. Uh, yeah, and the running back room, like I said, Javian Hawkins, I think is uh is a guy that we really got to look at. Uh, I think Nate said on the podcast he was the third best missed tackle rate in college last year. Yep. So that is uh that's pretty damn good. And Mike Davis, as much as I really want to like him, I fear people are overvaluing him yes. big time. I mean, his quads are gigantic. He's fun. You want to root for him because he's been on in dynasty circles. What seems like two decades. I mean, we've been talking about Mike Davis for a long time Mm -hmm. and uh, it's good to see him kind of land on his feet, but I want to say he's going to be around 200 carries at best, but I think the targets are what is going to make or break Mike Davis. If he can get 60, 70 targets, he's going to blow up. He's going to do great. If he doesn't get those targets and those go elsewhere, then we're in trouble here. And that's when I think we're going to fall into a trap. But otherwise, Ridley, I mean, we saw what he did without Julio. He's going to dominate. He's he's great. I mean, we saw what he could do in the red zone again. Caught 10 touchdowns rookie year, and he just keeps going. So, yeah, uh, this Falcons team will be interesting. The wide receiver, too, I don't think is going to matter because I do think that that is Pitts. Uh, Russell Gage matters, so watch yeah. your mouth. I, I, I do like Gage. I mean, people got to remember – Gage didn't play receiver until later in his college career. So he's one of the best deep balls in the whole NFL last year. I'm just saying. Yeah. And and honestly, if Gage can keep growing, he probably learned a ton from Julio. So now he's going to learn a little more from Ridley. I mean, what better learn from those two guys? Gage could be a huge jump uh, type guy, like a guy that goes from what we saw last year to a thousand yards. And would it, would it shock anybody? I think a few, but I think if we see kind of him take that next step, we're we're going to see somebody win a thousand yards. Yeah, I picked up Gage for free in a bunch of leagues at the beginning of last year. Um, so yeah, if I can cash those tickets out and he has a nice year, yeah, I'll be doing that. Uh, Tim, any thoughts on the Falcons here before we move to the AFC? As, as far as receivers go, it's Calvin Ridley or Bust. Um, they're on the top end. Uh, Doug, same thing as you. Got got Gage shares in a bunch of spots last year. And it turned out that, you know, by weeks, injuries, Solid. he was, a, I was able to slot him in there. You're getting yourself somewhere between nine and 14 points most of the time in standard scoring. So, you know, it's nice to have that. I expect to see the same with some spikes there uh, in individual weeks, depending on the matchups. Uh, don't love the running back crew here, but yeah, I, I agree. It's Javian Hawkins is the one I'm uh, looking for camp reports on. 
Uh, Kyle Pitts, God, I hope he lives up to the hype because he was so much fun in college. I'd love to see something like that happen in the NFL. Uh, but Matt Ryan's health is going to uh, make or break the season because behind him they have A.J. McCarron and then Felipe Franks, uh, the rookie out of Florida. So Matt Ryan, stay healthy, stay upright, mm-hmm. and uh, the Falcons will at least be watchable. I want to say one thing about Pitts is so we hear really good reports about Kyle Trask in Tampa Bay and how he's impressing, how he looks good. Well, when I watch Kyle Trask tape, of course, all us, of course, he's impressing. He looks good because they have no. He's not going to play. He's not going to see the field for fifteen years. I know, I know that, but I'm just saying in the in the tape of Trask, Pitts was outstanding. He like even though you're trying to watch Trask, all you could do is watch Pitts. And Trask has been showing good camp reports. So, I mean, if we're going to use narrative and go down that road, Kyle Trask made be... Kyle Pitts. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, God, no. Kyle Trask is really good at carrying Tom Brady's helmet around. He's been perfect this week. Yeah. Yes. Pretty, pretty much. All right. Let's move on to the AFC. I want to start with the Indianapolis Colts. I think this is a team, uh, especially with their quarterback. So, Philip Rivers retires. He's going to spend time with his 57 children. Yeah. I get it. He's going to open a bolo tie museum somewhere in Montana or wherever he lives. Uh, so they, they trade for Carson Wentz, which I actually like a lot. It's going to be behind a, a really well-established line. They lose Anthony Costanzo to retirement, but I think they'll be okay. Everybody's on Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's a top five mm-hmm. running back in most of your startups. Uh, Naheem Hines is there. Marlon Mack comes back after the Achilles injury and they still have Jordan Wilkins in the depth chart. Um, but I think, you know, I've been hearing a lot of buzz in the last two weeks from Michael Pittman. Matt Harmon's been touting him with his, his reception perception, thinks he's going to have a big breakout in year two. I actually heard it from someone else as well. I think it was J.J. Zacharyson talked about it. Um, and, you know, they brought back T.Y. Hilton on a one-year deal. I think T.Y. is a little bit more of a one-trick pony. I don't think he's the guy that we know and love over the years of his career. Um, but I think Michael Pittman, there's no reason why he can't break out. I mean, he's going to – the target share, the, I mean, they still have – Decent tight ends there. I mean, they've got what? They still have Jack Doyle and O.L.A. Cox. Cox yes, Kyle Granson. That's what I'm saying. Um, keep that name in your mind. Uh, but I think Pittman here, and then Paris Campbell. I think if you want to talk about a guy that's really been largely forgotten about because most people spent a first-round pick on him a couple of years ago, and he's been forever injured. He played one game last year, I think, and in that one game, he looked very he, good. He looked pretty awesome, right? So I think we all want Paris Campbell to come back and be healthy. So I think. You can get Paris Campbell at a value. You probably get Paris Campbell for a, maybe a third at this point. Maybe uh, late. you're still you're still going to get the seconds. Yeah, the seconds to get Paris. I don't Campbell. know. A third feels good to me for a guy that's in his year three that hasn't done anything. Um, but out of this offense, I think Pittman with Carson Wentz's skill set could be really really awesome. So Tim, give me your thoughts on the Colts. Is Jonathan Taylor going to make? Is he going to? He finished the year strong. Is he going to be the dude? this year going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is going to be a very, very special running back. The guy, uh, you know, as most rookies go, it takes them a little bit of time to get the feel for the speed. You know, a hole in college is not the same thing as a hole in the NFL. Reminded like me being, of Miles Sanders a lot. Yeah. Just like yeah. being open in the NFL, the court, the, the rookie quarterbacks and this. open in college and open in the NFL aren't the same thing. A hole in college and a hole in the NFL aren't the same thing. So it takes those rookie running backs a little bit of time. And then once they hit that hole to understand the speed of the game and where the angle actually is to get away from these defenders. But once Jonathan Taylor really started to gain all that knowledge and, and store it away and it became more natural for him and he just got to go out there and do what he does best, 
damn, did he look really good at doing what he does best. Uh, Jonathan Taylor could be a top three running back this year. Without a doubt in my mind, he has the skills to do it. Carson Wentz, terrible last year in Philadelphia, but we saw what Carson can do in a decent system. So I'm hoping, at least for Carson, that, you know, Maybe he finds that magic again. Maybe he and Frank Reich or the, or the, you know, the magic tandem here, but I wanted to spin it back to the wide receivers and tell all you people to go back and listen to the tapes because I was saying last year that despite Pittman's early season woes and lack of production, once he started to see the field a little bit more in the second half of the season, we started to see little tiny sparks and little flashes. I thought Pittman was going to have a big second year of his career. We're starting to see, you know, the masses come along and, and, and think of that same way. I love Michael Pittman. I think he's really set up very nicely for this year. Uh, personally, I was um, on the, the Paris Campbell train last year, uh, buying him up as cheap as I could in so many places and then hoping to have that breakout. And Doug, I was sitting there week one going, man, did I get a value for this? Hell yeah. Paris Campbell, baby. I'm gonna ride you to the playoffs. Damn it. Another injury, but Hopefully the uh, injury bug stays away this year. T.Y. Hilton going into his ninth season. Good Lord. Didn't think it was that long. Yeah. The wheel, wheels are starting to fall off a little bit for, for thank you, Hilltown. So, uh, Tyler, talk to us about your doppelganger. Are you, doppelganger. you have any faith in Carson Wentz this year? Oh, yeah. I I always love to root for Carson Wentz. Uh, <clears throat> I think Frank Reich and him are going to be perfectly fine. Uh, and honestly, I think – you knew it was the whole issue in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, not believing him. They drafted Jalen hurts. Like, come on. Like we all know who Carson Wentz is. We all know he needs a support system. And I think the thing is, Oh, we got a nice comment. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, Tyler is better looking than Wentz. Yeah, probably. Wentz, uh, Wentz has a lot of that. The acne I've noticed a lot yeah. of like, yeah. So Tyler looking nice and clear. So Tyler gets the edge. Hey, I had it bad in high school, uh, but Wentz has a much active. better wallet, though. <laughs> yes, his wallet is way better. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, no, th I mean, proactive helped me. Maybe it could help him. <laughs> so if Wentz is looking we're, for a personal so, sponsor, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see some Wentz proactive commercials. Hey, I'm 28 years old. <laughs> I know yeah. acne is an issue for me. <laughs> I get seen on the sidelines during games, and I yeah. feel embarrassed on the big screen. That's why I like to keep my, my helmet on when I'm on the sidelines. When I'm looking at my clipboard when Hertz was in, and I saw my reflection, I knew it was time to get bright. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, no, I, I like Wentz. I think he's going to be just fine. I Honestly, these weapons he has in Indy right now are probably, I don't know. Like seventy percent better than what he had last year, mm -hmm. and that's saying something because Pittman still has room to grow. Campbell's always hurt. There's an episode of Modern Family where, where Phil, the dad in that show, he's cursed for a day, and he constantly gets hurt. That reminds me of Paris Campbell. Like he tries his best not to get hurt in that episode, and no matter what he does, even just sitting in a chair, the chair breaks apart and he gets hurt. That's Paris Campbell. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the blurb of uh, Paris Campbell had a hellacious fart during uh, minicamp <laughs> and uh, tore his hamstring. Will miss the 2021 season. Tore his O-ring. Sitting on a little I, donut on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Campbell, I, I know Dynasty nerds and they're on Campbell and his price. They said a late second, and I agree with that. I think a late second is fine for Paris Campbell. 
Uh, he's going to be the slot, which is going to be nice for him. T.Y. Hilton is going to go to that kind of Deshaun Jackson role. Mm-hmm. And Pittman's going to be the probably the X, I'm guessing. Don't forget and about the rascally rascal, Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. He never goes away. He is the Fred Jackson of water. He has productive weeks, though. You got to mm-hmm. give him that. He's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, I we're going back to Pittman. I like Pittman. I think I've traded more shares than I have gotten shares this offseason. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm fine with selling just because of the hype. I do. I think he's going to reach a full potential. Maybe, but I'm okay with missing out just because the hype's there. And don't forget about Marlon Mack. I still think I, I still have faith, even with the Achilles. Uh, if he can still run pretty fast, I think Mac's going to be just fine because Quentin Nelson is going to be in the middle destroying defensive linemen and just giving holes to Taylor and Mac. But I think Mac is going to, to be more of a factor than you think. They brought him back. They want him back. And Naheem Hines, too. I mean, I mean, let's not forget how many passes he caught. I know. Finished as an RB2 last year. Mm-hmm. I know Wentz isn't Philip Rivers when it comes to checkdowns, but Reich is going to tell him to check down. They're gonna t- Reich is going to be like, hey, Wentz, you know what your issue is? Get rid of the freaking ball. You hang on to it. And, uh, yeah, just I, I think they're going to kind of pound that into his head. And I, I think Taylor could get more catches, too. This is going to be a fun team. I, I'm excited for the Colts. Their defense is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. So good. All right, let's move on. Let's keep it moving. We're going to go to the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans. The big news, Deshaun Watson is reporting for training camp. Um, he wasn't put on any kind of weird list from the NFL, so signs are pointing to, like, he could probably pay without suspension. We don't know yet. Um, he's been one of the more interesting cases with, like, Scott Fishbowl, your best ball leagues. I mean, Deshaun Watson tumbles down the board. Um, still wants out of Houston, apparently. Like, it's one of those situations uh, this off season, especially with like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Tyler, you had both of them on the same team. I um, know. <laughs> oh my God. Just that we've never seen so many big name oh. quarterbacks be, and you know, the speculation about Russell Wilson wanting a trade. Um, I mean, it's possible Rodgers and Watson don't play at all this year, um, which is crazy to me, but in the Good. meantime, they've got Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> his lungs all healed up. He's ready to go. And uh, they got Davis Mills, who they drafted. Oh, my God. Hold on. I just thought of some funny. What if Houston hired that trainer <laughs> or the doctor? Tyrod would be like, hey, don't just, let that guy touch me. He just brought some. He just, just bring him in. Hey, what's up, Tyrod? And he's got a syringe in his hand. Don't yeah, you touch I, me I, with that. I think the way to look at this offense is, is if it's going to be a Tyrod Taylor-led offense. Um, I mean, I don't think you can count on Deshaun Watson. I wish you could because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, it, it's a ragtag bunch. You've got, you know, at running back, you've got David Johnson, whoa, making the big money. You've got Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Philip Lindsay, a guy named Buddy Howell, ooh-wee-oo. Uh, <laughs> tight end is a bunch of C.J. Fedorowitzes. And you've got, you know, Kahale Waring. They sign uh-huh. or they draft Brevin Jordan, who I wanted him to go elsewhere in earlier, but that's a whole other story. Uh, and they still have, I think, uh, was not Fells. They have Jordan Aikens there. Who some Brian people like H to the Izzo. That's right yeah. from the Pats and Florida State. Go Knowles. And then at wide receiver, you know, there's an opportunity here for Nico Collins to make a splash in year one because he's the only big body guy on the freaking team, mm-hmm. other than Isaiah Coulter. But I mean, you got Brandon Cooks, QT, Anthony Miller. We talked about him earlier. Yeah, uh, Randall Cobb, Andre Randall Roberts, Cobb, yeah, uh, former Alabama player, uh, traded 
you know, I guess Buffalo let him go. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Kiki Kuti, uh, Chris Conley, baby. Oh, that's right. I forgot Chris was there. <laughs> Wide receiver one. Yeah. Let's Dante, go. Dante Moncrief. Special oh. teamer one. Wow. Two, t- two players that have hurt Tim and I and Doug so dearly. Moncrief played his ass off with special teams with the Pats last year, though. I mean, if this was like five years ago, though, with, with Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Dante Moncrief, not a bad receiver. Cool. Same thing with the running back room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Running back room, you'd be like, oh, my God, they're going to destroy. You know wow. what, though? You know what, though? Like in almost every home league, you have that one person that, you know, he's a cool guy, whatever, but he just doesn't follow along like everybody else in the league. Mm-hmm. And you go and you look at his roster, you're like, I mean, who do I even send an offer for? Like, yep, this is it. This yeah, is it. This is, this is that <laughs> fantasy team. You're like, and then he uh, just he just also landed the league. Like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Don't, and then he lucked it. Yeah. He lucked into the 101 a couple yeah. years ago and got Deshaun Watson. You're like, that's the best player, but he ain't gonna let him go. Yeah. So who am I gonna go for? <laughs> I, I think the only players on this team that I want to roster is probably Brandon Cooks because. Why not? He's going to get a ton of targets yeah, and he's, he's talented. He's and Nico Collins, because you know what? Why not? Like, what about David Johnson? Whoa. He's 30? 30. Yeah. He's already 30 this year. And his value shows. I mean, so, he's, so here, he's, somebody's got to run the ball here. David Johnson had like week one, and that was it. Uh, Ingram has looked okay when given the opportunity the past couple of years in Baltimore. He might get cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's probably on the bubble. Philip Lindsay might be the sneaky running back yeah. to own for this team here, honestly. Sure. And then um, as far as other positions go, yeah, Brandon Cooks is really the only receiver I have a ton of interest in. Andre Roberts had like a three-week window when he was up there in Buffalo, I want to say he's two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah uh, good kick returner, weird yeah. nose. I mean, if he's a free agent and you have a <laughs> wide open spot, maybe – Maybe, knows. but not a not a look it up. Huge look it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as quarterbacks go in a super flex league, Davis Mills is a perfect flyer type. Uh, get him you for would. next to nothing. Get him for next to nothing. If something legally doesn't happen with Deshaun Watson, I would fully expect the NFL to step in and say, we understand that the legal system isn't going to work as fast as we need it to. Sadly, we can't have you on the field. They're going to protect the product, I, protect the shield. So, uh, so if we're going to get into this, I disagree. Roger Goodell is going to want tickets to sell in Houston, and the only way that's going to happen is if Watson is playing. You can't, and, you can't muddy it up, dude. And if Watson can play, let's talk about the rumors about your Eagles stepping yeah. in and wanting to trade for De- Deshaun Watson. That would be bad, but would they have to give up Jalen Hurts? I think they would. Mm-hmm. in a deal to get Watson. Would you be okay with that? Yeah. What are the Eagles going to do this year? They're not going to. They, could they afford it though? They're not going to win a Super Bowl. They can. Okay. They, yeah. they can make the After money work wins. and the caps and the yeah. caps going back up next year. So uh, yeah, I think they 100% could. Uh, it would stink. You'd have Joe Flacco essentially starting games for the Eagles the rest of the season, but God Flacco's Flacco. And his personality, all about him, would just be hyped oh. if he was starting. He'd be like, "This is it. This is my comeback tour right here." Yeah, until he's out there and he throws a couple of picks, and the Eagles fans let him absolutely have it. But uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah. I like I like the idea of Watson and and Hertz swap 
Like I honestly, I think it'd be an even swap. Maybe a pick going back to Houston too. Yeah, but yeah. I think I uh, see people don't like. I think the thing is with the the salary that Watson's bringing and the legal issues mm-hmm. and the and the the kind of upside Jalen Hurts has. I think it's more even in an NFL sense than people so, think. But with where the Texans are as a as a franchise, we just talked about this. How bad this roster looks. They'd have to demand a pick. That's the I only mean, way they're going to build. Philly, Philly has a bunch of picks yeah. at their disposal, so it'd be easy for Philly to give up a first with them. And and Philly just bites the bullet. They, they can't expect to. Yeah. You know, the, the ultimate goal is to go win the you know, the the Lombardi Trophy, and they're not going to do that with Jalen Hurts. So, if you can move him, get a guy who has played at a level that makes you think he can take a team to that to that game at least. Right. Deal with whatever comes of it, and then hopefully. And get Devonta Smith is going to light the world on fire if that happens. All right, let's get back on the rails. Uh, Houston uh, again, not a lot of interest there for the reasons that we laid no. out. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville next. Uh, you oh, know, could... we're not going to save Trevor for last. No. Okay. We're going to go with Tennessee. So let's go with Jacksonville next. Uh, obviously, they make the big move at quarterback. Uh, Gardner Minshew hasn't taken a shit in weeks. Um, according to reports, he says that he's he won't be number two, so he's not taking a number two in protest. I don't know what that's all about. It's really yeah. odd. Um, but Trevor Lawrence that goes bound up like you can't do that. <laughs> no, you'll get you'll get sick. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence is the one on one in the NFL draft. They draft Travis Etienne in the first round. Uh, you know they've got Lavisca, who everybody is is hyping up, and I love it because Lavisca was one of my favorite receivers uh, in the draft last year, and I have him in a lot of spots, which is great. Huge one eighty for me. I'm all about Visca this year. Mm-hmm. Thank I was you. You are not, so off of him last year. I was mm-hmm. off, and I am on it this year. I'm I think telling you, he, he think, looks he looks like Larry Fitzgerald yeah. out there. I that's my comp. That's if my he comp gets targets, Fitzgerald. he's going to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got DJ Chark. They bring in Marvin Jones. The tight end position is, and they lose Keelan Cole and the and Chris Conley. So sorry, Tim. Uh, the tight end position they bring in Tim Tebow. Um, yuck! And they I don't. Just they, thank, I just want to thank my family Jesus. and most of all Jesus, um, my, our Lord and Savior. Uh, I, I, he's the one that helped me win the game, not my crazy, stupid jump throw that I threw over the offensive line. He guided the ball into the receiver's yeah. hands. Uh, I so just jumped in the air and the ball left my hand. The the thing is, even just doing that, mocking him, I feel like I'm yeah, a terrible person. Yeah. I feel like I'm a terrible person doing that. I've seen people pick up Chris Manhurts in a couple of leagues this year. I, I don't know that too. I don't know if I missed I anything. I was like, okay. Uh, well, they traded away Josh play? Oliver. They Tyler Eifert's gone. Like, there's literally yeah, so it's many Manhurts. It, they have a rookie. He's very good blocking. Luke Farrell's a I mean, great blocker and. I mean, granted, he went to Ohio State. There's got to be some sort of athleticism there. But his brother is a great rapper. He's not going to be a pass catching option, at least in year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's not man hurts, you're looking at James O'Shaughnessy, Tim oh, Tebow, I mean, O'Shea, O'Shea Hennessy. I like O'Shea that. Hennessy. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, yeah, Doug. Uh, as far as obviously Trevor's the you know the, the banner type guy here, he's he's the guy that's gonna sell the tickets. But is he the starter? Yes. I mean, we gotta we gotta remember that that idiot <laughs> over there that's head coaching said he's not the starter. Urban Myers, he for, please NFL head coaches get this get that out of your systems. Like you don't have to play this game. Like you drafted the guy with the Andy first Dalton's overall our pick starter. because Andy Dalton, he's our yeah. starter. 
because he's, hey, he's Andy this... Dalton's got a nice beard going on. I just want to. Yeah. I just saw a picture of him. I mean, me and him. Yeah, we got twinsies. nice. We got, yeah, twinsies. But, uh, you have a generational talent. The guy that that had all the scouts across all 32 NFL teams saying this is the best guy we've seen since Peyton Manning or even as far back as John Elway. You don't draft that guy and they go, no, we're starting Gardner Minshew. That's get it. That's ridiculous. Do you think he says that? Do you think he says that and then turns and goes, (laughs) I totally got him. (laughs) Um, uh, at the running back position here, sucks for James Robinson owners. You should have sold last year. Um, Travis Etienne is uh, he's lightning in a bottle. This guy is is a lot of fun. Uh, had he come out a year ago, he could have possibly been like the second running back off the board. Um, yeah, really, really talented. James Robinson, though, he's still going to see the field. He's going to give you some level of production. It's not going to be what it was last year, though. Uh, but yeah, I am with Tyler. Was not in on Visca the way the masses were last year. And, you know, sadly, Tyler and I just couldn't see that the Jaguars were going to draft Trevor Lawrence. So congratulations, everybody else. Any thoughts on the Jags outside of your Chenaultness? What do you think about DJ Chark? I still like him. If they use him as more of a deep threat, because we all know Trevor can get the ball to him. Trevor's mm-hmm. got a nice deep ball. Uh, DJ Chark could really have a monster year, and he could be the guy we're, we're sleeping on. Uh all it takes is one play for him, which is all you need with Trevor. Mm-hmm. So could there be a lot of dump offs to Etienne, Chenault, and then all of a sudden, boom, two deep balls a game is all Chark needs? Yeah. And I could easily see that happening. If he's your wide receiver four on your roster, you are in great hands because, man, Chark could have a monster year, especially in a contract season for him. He could really try to go out and prove it. <laughs> Colin Johnson is a, is a name I like on the back end of the roster receiver. Yeah, a good um, end of the year. Yeah, he played very well at the end of the year. He's probably extremely cheap in your leagues, and I did not know this, uh, but Laquan Treadwell's here. Oh, my. He's yeah. still in the league. Who yeah. knew? Uh, I think the sneaky signing was Marvin Jones. I think him and Chark do a lot of similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of why I'm off Chark a little bit because I think Jones – you know, the, the new OC in Jacksonville was with Marvin Jones prior to that for a while. So I think that Jones comes into a system that he's already going to know. Um, and that's going to be a rookie quarterback's best friend. So I think Marvin Jones is going to eat into a little bit of DJ Chark. Like he always eats into everybody because Marvin Jones, as much as he might be kind of boring, he ends up being productive. He's it's had a couple player to learn, learn for Chark to learn from because they're both, like you said, very similar type players. Mm-hmm. And that's a good player for Chark to kind of learn and build off of his young career. And uh, I think, I think that's a great signing for Jacksonville. Yeah. So let's wrap up here. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Obviously their big acquisition in the off season was trading for Julio Jones. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Uh, they lost John Smith in free agency. Corey Davis departed as well. Um, so a lot of people are seeing the rise of Anthony Fersker, who uh, proved himself capable in that offense last year, even with John Smith. And uh, you know, we've obviously got AJ Brown on one side and Julio Jones on the other. That's pretty nice. But this depth chart, though, I mean, you got Josh Reynolds to be the next guy up, and then it's a bag of footballs pretty much. Same thing at the tight end position. So Tennessee is like they're riding high with the names on the field, but if there's Top any heavy. injuries, it's going to be it's gonna be bad for them. You know, Tannehill finishes as a QB1 last year. There's no reason he couldn't do that again this year. And then, of course, King Henry in the backfield. 2,000 yards rushing, all the touches. Um, can't. Shouldn't be any reason for him to slow down again this year. I don't think the offense is going to look all that different other than 
Julio, I think, is going to be more targeted than Corey Davis was last year um, because he's freaking Julio Jones, and he's still he's still got a lot of gas left in that tank, I think. So for Tennessee, it's it's a pretty cut and dry here. There's no, like, for me, um, Brian Hill, I guess, would be the sneaky one. I know everyone thinks Darrington Evans would be the immediate yep, backup if Derrick Henry that's went down. Mind. Um, but I know Darrington Evans in the offseason w- was working a lot at the receiver position. I think Darrington Evans is raw. I think if Derrick Henry were to go down, the guy that could handle 20 touches a game is, Brian, Nichols. is Brian Hill. So my very last pick in Scott Fishbowl, Brian Hill. So uh, that's the guy. And he's flashed in all the places he's been. He flashed with Atlanta. Um, he flashed a little bit with um, the Bengals Cincinnati. at one point. Yeah. yeah, so I like Brian Hill. And yeah, I mean, why not? The depth chart there isn't is pretty thin. They're so front-loaded at every position in that offense. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I would love for the old listeners of the podcast to remember what I accidentally screwed up. Brian Hill with a famous R&B singer. Drew Hill? Brian McKnight. No, Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. <laughs> remember Joe McKnight from the Jets? Was it Joe yeah. from USC? God, he was bad. Yeah, yeah. very bad. Uh, to, to break down this roster here, Doug, you're, you're dead on with, it is the starters. It is top heavy here. Uh, Julio, AJ Brown. You absolutely love that pairing. Uh, perfect one, two punch at the wide receiver position. Josh Reynolds. Uh, I was a believer and owner in so many spots with Josh Reynolds. I had held him for years now, uh, just waiting for him to get an opportunity there in LA. It never came. Uh, so I like the fact that he was going to go here and be an every week starter for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but real life, I think him being the third wide receiver in this packing order is going to be better for his NFL career than it would be, uh, you know, for my fantasy hopes and dreams. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick is about the yep. only other receiver on this roster that I truly have any sort of interest in, um, uh, you know, other than those three starters I named. Uh, there's really no quarterbacks here behind Tannehill to even take a waiver on. Who is the you know, backup there? Uh, Logan Woodside and Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser, hey, I thought he was. There. Hey, Kaiser had some good news. Remember that he's been working to say, "Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. cool. dreamers, dreamers can dream." Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, and then at the running back position, it is all Derrick Henry all day, every day. I do understand that Brian Hill has been a plus player given the opportunities and in, in essentially every place he's gone. Uh, Darrington Evans would be the guy that. As Tyler said, dreamers can dream. If you think that there's a guy on this roster that if something were to happen to Mr. Henry, that one of these guys were to blow up, uh, Darrington Evans is probably the most electric player Four, in the three, backfield. Nine. So uh, if there's anybody out there to, to put your hopes and dreams behind, it is Darrington Evans. You know, Jeremy hey, Nichols, I still love you as a Boise State player, but you're not mm. an NFL talent. Darrington Evans, remember the hype he had last offseason, 439 speed. Guy has breakaway speed, and uh, according to him and his Twitter, he wasn't in the right mindset last year with COVID, and he said he's really focusing, and uh, he's a big fantasy player too. App State, if you didn't Is know that, that. Came from? yeah, yeah, Darrington's uh, he's actually a big time for fantasy, so he he cool. likes to get involved in the community. Very nice. Well, that is going to wrap up the South. We're going to wrap it up next week. We've only got the West side left. So West side is the best side, as some say, in the hip-hop game. And I'm all for that. I like West Coast hip-hop better than East Coast. Fight me. I don't care. Um, So we're going to wrap it up with the West. Tim's looking at me like I'm crazy. It's all about being gangster, man. When you're a kid. 
I, I will say the West Coast rappers make better albums. That's fair. I think lyrically is East Coast about? is better, but West Thank Coast you. is more Thank enjoyable you. for me. Yes. Yeah. East Coast. More Dave says he's all albums. about East, especially New York. Well, yeah. I mean, I love Wu-Tang and Nas and Biggie. Like, I get it. All those. Jay-Z. Like, they got monster hitters out of the East Coast, especially in New York. But think about some of the albums that have come out of the West Coast. Like uh, Snoop's Doggy Style. Uh, Dre's first two albums. A lot of Ice Cube albums. Yeah. NWA, like, like, like some of those, the, like the albums too are short. entire pieces of work. Yeah. Too short. Yeah. E Spice e One. That's, Spice that's a cut right there. If yeah. anybody's listening and they know what Spice or who Spice One is, hit me up on Twitter. because we'll cool, be Coolio back in the day? Yeah. I'm I, I just like that gangster rap sound. I just want to be a thug out of New Hampshire, man. Skilo. Yes. Uh, All right. Enough, was a little bit tall. I wish I was a baller. That's yep. true. That's true. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you once again to Fantasy Points, to Trophy Smack. The Midwest Expo is right around the corner, only uh, not even three weeks away, it seems like. Uh, so I am pumped for that. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, there'll be some epic tales to be to be shared on this uh, very podcast afterwards. It's going to be a show, an S show probably, but it's <laughs> going to be great. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave your comments, bad, good, indifference. Dave, thank you for the the lovely words of great show, gentlemen. It was okay. Uh, but we'll be here next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour to talk about West Side.